0: Thank you. I'm Bob Brill, he's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill, a fantasy football podcast. From me, you get 50 years of knowledge playing fantasy sports. From Eric, you get the kind of insight you can only get from a guy who's been a top player on the NFL stage. Quarterback with the Bears, Lions, and Chargers, he's been there. He lends his first-hand knowledge to the things you need to guide your fantasy team to victory. And now we're in the playoffs. It's really important. You can find us on Radio.com, the mobile app, iTunes, Stitcher, Libsyn, and wherever you get your podcasts. The easiest way, perhaps, just go to our website, KramerandBrill.com. That's Kramer with the K, and the podcasts are listed on the podcast page, or you can just go to them by clicking at the top of the homepage where it says, uh, la- latest podcast, click right here. Check it out, kramerandbrill.com. So let me introduce to you my friend, my colleague, and my co-host, Eric Kramer, with week 14 in the books. Oh my gosh, it's uh, we're in the middle of these playoffs. A lot of teams are just starting their playoffs, and uh, yeah. guys like me, if you notice, I don't know if you noticed, when I did the video this week, I talked about how hockey players have a playoff beard and fantasy football players have a playoff mustache. I've still got it. <laughs> I made it through the first round. Not it was a squeaker, anywhere. man. Yeah, right. It's still there. So let's take a look at how we did, as in many cases, the playoffs begin for most leagues. Uh, this is the week you really begin your playoff run, and even for me. Uh, basically, I'll tell you what happened real quickly. Uh, I was um, It's our first round of the playoffs, and I had Deshaun Watson as my quarterback, and I was going up against Drew Brees. Well, you know what happened to Drew Brees in the first half? He had five touchdowns, right? And I'm sitting there. I'm down by 70 points at the, you know, for, through uh, the first half of uh, Sunday. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, it's over. So I texted my opponent who lives in Scotland. And I said, Stuart... Um, <laughs> Congratulations. I don't think I'd come back from this. He goes, Oh, well, you're more confident than I am. So the game went on, and of course, I've got a couple of Steelers in my lineup. Benny Stell gets me 2.8, and Washington gets me 5. And I've got Beckham in there. He's got me 7. And I'm thinking, Oh, my gosh. My only salvation is possibly, you know, I got one player left on Monday night, and he was a good player, and he doesn't have anybody. So he's ahead of me by 24 points going into Monday night. And I've got Slayton, right? I figured, okay, so I still texted, but I said, I, I don't think I'm going to pull this off. Slayton goes off, gets that 55-yard touchdown patch, which, which seals it for a touchdown uh, off Manning. And, and uh, so I got 34 points from him. I beat him by 10, so on in the next round. So uh, you never say never in, in, in fantasy football. Some
1: good scotch for you is waiting. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> well, it's a day of big players coming on strong, stepping up big, where Drew Brees, six touchdowns on a losing effort. It's Jimmy Garoppolo through four. Jameis Winston, Ryan Tannehill, Phillip Rivers, Mitch Trubisky, Emmanuel Sand, A.J. Brown, Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, and Michael Thomas. And the Steeler defense, along with, as we mentioned, Darius Slater. Great on Monday night. Uh, little guys who stepped up to make big contributions. Duck Hodges, Deontay Johnson, Raheem Mostert, uh, J- uh, Jason Sanders, the kicker for Miami. Young Hoku, Koo, uh, who's around 20 points as a kicker. Also, Drew Locke, uh, Noah Fant came up big. The Eagles, Boston Scott, whoever heard of him. Never heard of him before, but he came up big, too. Now, other big players who didn't fare well included Gardner Minshew, Tom Brady, Hunter Henry, Julio Jones, Jarvis Landry, Aaron Rodgers, Darren Waller, Marlon Mack, Leonard Fournette, and Russell Wilson. Both the Patriots and the Niners defenses were also smoked. Uh, Those are all the players hopefully you shied away from and add Saquon Barkley to that. Uh, group. Now, let's get right to what we did for you. Uh, Guys we liked and who paid off were Austin Eckler, 101 on the ground, 112 in the air, plus a TD. Aaron Jones, 134 rushing. Joe Mixon, 146. We said to go after Raheem Mostert, and all he did was rush for 69 and a touch and another touch on two more catches. Derek Henry with 103 and a touch. Uh, Todd Gurley, 79 and also had a score. Four catches. Singletary, 89 yards. Uh, Eric loved him. Patrick Laird, 48 rushing and four catches. Good for double-digit fantasy points. I liked Eli Manning to come back and his 203 yards two touchdowns on only 30 passes with no picks was solid. Slayton continues to do well as predicted with 5 for 154 and two scores including that 55 yarder. Now who knew Drew Brees was worth six touchdowns? Jameis Winston who we said to start got 456 and four TDs plus another running despite the three picks. He still racked up points. We like Tannehill and all he did was toss for 391 and three scores. We like Garoppolo three scores 349. That match Drew Brees on the day, by the way, as far as yards go. We like Trubisky with 244, three scores, ten rushes for a score, and Drew Locke with 309 and three touches. We like uh, Darnold with 270 and two scores. And while we liked Hodges, we could not recommend him, and we were right on there, only 152 on a score. I liked Dalton, and 262 was good, but no scores. I liked Wentz this week with 325, a pair of touches, no picks. He was solid. Wideouts we liked. Emmanuel Sanders led all wideouts with 157 and a score and threw a touchdown pass. We liked A.J. Brown, two scores, five catches, 153. Thomas had 11, 134 and a score. Robert Woods back, 7 for 98, a touch, and a couple of nice rushes. Calvin Ridley, 5 for 76, and a touchdown, and he's done. Galladay, a score on 6. Well, on the tight end side, we said uh, start Tyler Higby. All he did was grab 7 catches for 116. Eric loved Jared Cook, and he had a pair of scores. George Kittle was back, 6 and a score. Noah Fant finally broke out, 4 for 113 and a touch. We said to lay off Brady with 169 and a score and a number of sacks. Tyler Murray had three picks, Mayfield with two picks, and only 192, as well as Haskins. We said to lay off all those guys. We also did not like Marlon Mack for a good reason. We did like Hollister, Rudolph, Andrews, and uh, Griffin, as well as uh, Fells and Doyle. None of them came through as expected. We also said to back off Fitzpatrick, and while well, we did like David Montgomery, and that was a wrong assumption. We had only single-digit fantasy numbers for him, despite 86 yards rushing. So uh, surprises, disappointments, what are you looking at this week?
1: Well, you know, I like the way... Uh uh, Trubisky, of all people, yeah, is two weeks in a row. Around, right? And uh, he was even the subject of, a, of uh, you know, some questions asked of Alan Robinson going into the game. Mm-hmm. What is due to? what is Mr. Trubisky's turnaround all due to? And I think basically it looks like to me it's coming down to he's taking the easy throws, but on time. He's not waiting for people like he had been doing earlier in the right. year. And I think that's just being decisive is a big, uh, you know. Um, uh, That's the learning process, right? Basically, <laughs> yeah. And but, but part of that learning process is don't overlook the obvious. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's there, take it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I love the way Tannehill, who's now, I think, become this last month, kind of the lead story in the NFL, mm-hmm. how he's, Pretty much become the quarterback of the present and possibly future. Yeah, Dolphins for the fans love him right now. <laughs> 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 Let's
0: talk about one last night. He goes, "Where in the heck were you? Where'd then? that you come know?
1: from?" Exactly. And Drew Locke. you know, I mean, he's here's a rookie quarterback that really has just caught fire. We'll see if he can, if he can match what he did last week. Yeah. This coming week,
0: two weeks in a row, he's over three hundred yards.
1: And I yeah, and I think the Rams now. Are coming around. They're finally hitting their stride, and Robert Woods and Tyler Higby are two of the bigger reasons why that's happening, and obviously, uh, Jared Goff's playing well. So, you know, I think that's kind of a. um, Now, teams are starting to turn things around. Jameis Winston, of all people, and the Buccaneers are actually coming on strong now, and somebody in Jameis Winston and the Bucs, especially their defense, who now you can count on. Mm Kind of tough to see Evans go down there with a hamstring pull, but, um, you know, I think the I think that team is now heading in the right direction as well.
0: On the injury front, uh, Rashard Penny out for a week 15 as Calvin Ridley, who's out for the season, had abdominal surgery. Mark Andrews, questionable for the upcoming games. Auden Tate, a knee, Noah Fant, a foot, D.J. Clark, an ankle, Devontae Parker and Albert Wilson, both wideouts with Miami. Uh, Jared Cook had a concussion, Ryan Griffin, an ankle, Bilal Powell, an ankle. That's an important one because that's the Jets and they're playing the Ravens this week and uh, Le'Veon was sick last week. Vance McDonald had a concussion, Mike Evans, a hammy, uh, James Winston, a thumb, and as had a knee problem. Uh, Tony Pollard, an ankle, Dak Prescott had a hand problem. Uh, Daryl Williams on IR, uh, also with Kalen Balazs on IR. Adam Vinatieri after the season, and my was, uh, Mayer, rather was cut by the Cowboys, and they went out and signed four bath. Alshon Jeffrey, late scratch last night. He is out, uh, happened on Monday night. We're not sure exactly how long he's going to be out, but it could be for a couple of games. So, uh, keep an eye on him. Trending down this week, Tom Brady, Marlon Mack, Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham, uh, Julio Jones, Devonta Freeman, and Calvin Ridley. Trending up this week, uh, Joe Mixon, Andy Dalton, Drew Brees, Ryan Tannehill, and Drew Locke, Emmanuel Sanders, and Russell Gage. So let's go to the waiver wire and the players you should look at this week. With Jared Cook out, look at Josh Hill on New Orleans. In Pittsburgh, there seems to be a real liking for running back Kareth White, who's got some, shown some moves, had some action as a rookie, and uh, might be a nice dynasty pickup. We're not sure about the rest because of the way the Steelers are running their offense right now. Raheem Mostert is still available in some leagues. Drew Lock. Looks like a lock to pick up. Uh, Olamide Zacchaeus in Atlanta is getting some looks after his 93-yard touchdown catch, but don't discount Russell Gage with Calvin Ridley out. Hayden Hurst should be definitely on your radar in Baltimore if Andrews can't play. Hurst had three for 73 and a touch on the day. Look for Alex Erickson to step up with the Tate questionable. He had five for 45 on the day. In Pittsburgh with McDonald nursing a concussion, add Nick Vanette as he'll uh, get some snaps. Isaiah Ford will draw some attention to Miami with Parker on the men. He had six for uh, 92 on the day. Patrick Laird, still a good pickup in Miami as well. Uh, Daniel Brown could be a value pickup this week at tight end. uh, Ryan Griffin went out for the Jets. With Evans likely out in Tampa Bay, both Justin Wilson, five on eight targets and a touch, and uh, Rashard Perriman with three on five targets and a touch worth a look. Uh, You had uh, a comment we were talking beforehand with Rashard Perriman. Yeah, Yeah,
1: Rashard played with his dad, Brett, in Detroit for a, a few years. In fact, we played the NFC Championship game together back in 91. And, uh, yeah, Burchard is, uh, hes you know, had a great day and made some huge catches uh, this last game and came up big. We're
0: seeing more and more of that in the NFL. Baseball, we've seen it for years, you know, the second-generation players, you know, sons and and even grandsons uh, uh, in in some cases. But the NFL, we're seeing more of that now. And um, I guess that's kind of a... Is that a natural thing? I mean, well, if you are I mean, a kid that's he, actually he, got some talent.
1: Yeah, you, you got the Manning guys. You got the, the Matthews. So Matthews, who live right here, are yeah. from here, and um, so yeah, I think there's you know a lot of the, a lot of good examples right now uh, within the NFL and obviously other sports, but uh, certainly in the NFL, there's some guys coming up behind the ones that. You know, I hate to say it, guys I played with, yeah. <laughs> now their kids are coming up and playing. So it's, it's, it's fun to watch.
0: Well, looking at the injuries uh, even more, Ryan Griffin is the backup for Jameis Winston, but figure Winston to play.
1: Another it, local guy. Yeah. Went exactly. to Shamanok.
0: Uh, uh, It's back to Adrian Peterson with Darius Geis on the mend. uh, With the Eagles running low on wideouts, look at Greg Ward, who was targeted nine times. And Boston Scott really looks good at RB with 10 carries and a touchdown and six catches. It was quite a night for him. So let's go to the games. Uh, Thursday night. Uh, This is a big one for fantasy because being on a Thursday night there, the Ravens players are really in the fantasy playoff mix. And it's a Thursday, so you're going to want to prepare what you're doing for Sunday based on Thursday, so you want to set your lineups as late as possible. Uh, Jets at the uh, Ravens. Jets were without Le'Veon Bell due to illness, and only Robbie Anderson played a strong game. Uh, they're going up against the Ravens, you who know, have a lot on the line when it comes to home field advantage, so start Bell if you must, and Anderson, but that's it. Uh, for the Ravens, everyone is a start, but keep your eye on the injury wires for Mark Andrews. He is uh, no-go, definitely. If that happens, then you're going to go with Hayden Hurst.
1: Yeah, and I think Lamar Jackson, you know, who's been lately, I would say, less than what we've counted on him to be mm-hmm. through the early part of the season. That's
0: good, because I'm playing him this weekend.
1: <laughs> Which, to me, signals that he's due for a big game against the. and the Jets' defense is the perfect one to do it against. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, you build and up my hopes so and then I, you plus my When party. I <laughs> say that, I mean that the Jets have given up other big games yeah. to other people. So I think, you know, not only Lamar Jackson... But uh, certainly their running game, who, which also includes Lamar. But, um, you know, I think really everyone who's contributed for them, and especially at tight end, even with Mark Andrews down, they tend to, tend to rely heavily on their, on their passing game through their tight ends. With, you know, obviously a lot of it coming off play action and bootlegs, which either Lamar Jackson's going to be running or potentially throwing to a tight end.
0: Well, you know, this is one of those games that I'm glad it's a Thursday night, because seriously, I am going up against Lamar Jackson this week. And if you know ahead of time what to prepare for Sunday, it helps. And you're hoping that Lamar Jackson, if you're playing against him, he has a rotten game. He has that bad game. Uh, throw a few picks, get a few sacks, you know. Uh, but, you know, it, it it could also set the tone. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to win this one. So, uh, Patriots at Bengals. Uh, Patriots to rebound here against the Bengals, but I would start mixing in Dalton. Uh, he is definitely worth a look. For the Patriots, Edelman, of course,
1: and and the defense. Well, you know, is it really the defense with the Patriots?
0: It hasn't been as good uh, after they played uh, that first half of the season, when they played all the weak teams.
1: Exactly. And now that they've been playing some of the better AFC teams... They're not de- their defense is not showing up well. Yeah, but they're playing the Bengals. So they're not one of the better teams. So who are now coming on a little bit stronger uh-huh, offensively. I you that. So I think the Patriots defense I'm not so sold on. In addition to Edelman, I say James White is another good uh potential play there. Um and I think uh you know, for the Bengals Mixon for sure mm-hmm. is a start. Andy Dalton is like you said, uh worth a mention there as well. And um you know, I, I'm not so sure the Bengals—they got a free, p- fairly good chance. I think of winning this game.
0: I do, too, even though they were videotaped quite readily. <laughs> well, what hey, is it with the papers? We are on
1: Cincinnati now, and <laughs> apparently, apparently videotaping them wasn't out of the question before the game.
0: You know, the NFL caught them this time, and they—you know—everything's out there this time. It's like, well, do we need another New England cheating controversy in the NFL? It's, uh, the playoff time's coming up, so I guess. Yes, we do. We well,
1: do. part of the reason I say I think the Bengals have a chance mm-hmm. is the Patriots offensively, scoring point-wise right now, yeah. are at the bottom of the league. I know. They're, they're
0: terrible. You know, and the thing is, uh, I mean, Brady doesn't have anybody he can rely on. There's no
1: options. Yeah. No one's getting any separation. He's frustrated. Their defense, again, is getting exposed, I think, for playing some of the tougher teams. And now with Cincinnati's offense coming on, I think there's going to be a tough uh, matchup for the, for New England. It's going to be interesting who they play in the first round of the playoffs.
0: Buccaneers at Lions, look on the uh, injury wires for both Evans and Winston. If they can't play, uh, start no one here. If they are available, go for it. On the Lions, go Scarborough. We'll get you 80-plus yards. But he can't. if he can't score, he's not worth it. Kenny Galladay is solid, so he's one uh, that you want to start for sure.
1: Yeah, and I think the tight end for the Buccaneers, um, O.J., uh, what's his last name? Yeah, um, I know who you mean. <laughs> uh, he's an athletic tight end who came on, had a, had a good game this past weekend, and uh, I think against the Lions defense, you know, teams are having success against that defense here lately. So I don't know. I, I, I think, it, like you said, if Evans is healthy, and well, I don't know. I don't think Evans will be. With a hamstring, that's going to be a few yeah, weeks especially out. one week. Yeah. But I think Winston, you know, he's showing me that, especially lately, he's put some very good games together.
0: And even despite the picks, he's overcoming that he had three picks last week, but he still scored uh, right around 50 points. Right. You know, right. so, uh, you know, he's racking it up. Uh, Texans at Titans. Uh, Texans faltered last week, and the Titans under Tannehill are looking really great. Deshaun Watson is a must-play, although he's taken a number of sacks these days. Still, he's one of the uh, up-and-coming elite quarterbacks, and he is a go. you will start Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown on the Texans. Aside from Watson, uh, go with Hopkins, Hyde, and while Fells uh, has not been productive lately, I think he does deserve a look this week.
1: Yeah. And th- I'll think i say this about Tannehill, just as a quarterback. The fact that he is taking sacks and yet still not giving up interceptions mm-hmm. uh, tells me that he has figured out that they've got a good defense, they've got a great running game, Derrick Henry's coming through solid now, and Tannehill eventually figured out that in the fourth quarter, if he can keep his team close, he's going to come up with some plays himself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where he's starting to assert himself and his leadership and the way that the, t- uh, the team itself can now – count on him, I think that combination right there is whatever the, combina- whatever the formula is, and I think he's figured it out, is just make good decisions, deliver the ball on time, and things are going to w- work out for him.
0: Broncos at Chiefs. Broncos strong against Houston last week. They held Watson in check with picks and sacks. Mahomes has been struggling as of late, but look to this to be a return to greatness game for him. Uh, keep an eye on the injury, though. I do like Kelsey, Hardman, and also McCoy. is the only really healthy running back. Uh, they should open things up a little more for Sammy Watkins, who has been kind of quiet lately. I do like Drew Locke here, but not Fant, uh, and that's because of the possible injury. Uh, Lindsey is solid, as is uh, Sutton, who has seems to have become the go-to guy for Locke. Mm-hmm. The Denver D is Been good, so I like them as well.
1: Yeah, and I think because the Denver defense has been solid throughout the year, that I'm not so sure the Chiefs – I'm not so sure this is a comeback game for Mahomes. I think this is one where I think they'll still win the game, but I think that uh, it's going to take a lot of efforts – and, and good productive days from other people around him, um, including the defense, to come out with a win here. I don't think he's coming out of this game. Remember, he hurt his hand, too, mm-hmm. in this past game. So uh, I'm not so sure he's going to be 100% going into this game. And the Broncos, the way they've caught fire just these last couple of weeks, you know, I'm not so sure that uh, this is going to be a breakout game, fantasy football-wise, for Mahomes.
0: Our Dolphins and Giants. Eli was looking pretty good Monday. You know, we we said uh, he he was going to have a good week this week and getting back in it. It seems like Dalton did the same thing. All these standard quarterbacks, guys who have been around, veteran quarterbacks who have been around, who were benched during the season. The, the first one or two games they came back. They're uh, so far we've seen good things. Tannehill and uh, um, and uh, Manning and uh, like I mentioned, um, Fitzpatrick, uh, Dalton,
1: or Fitzpatrick, or Dalton. Right. yeah. You yep.
0: So uh, Eli looking pretty good Monday night, and he's back. Uh, or if it's Jones, go with either against the Dolphins, and Slayton is a definite ride uh, until the wheels fall off. Uh, I even like Barkley this week. He's had it tough lately, but uh, Dolphins are the team you want to play when something is on the line, and for the Giants, nothing's on the line. Uh, Depending on who's a quarterback is how the rest of the lineup goes for the Giants. Uh, For the Dolphins, it's Fitzpatrick, if you absolutely must uh, need to, and Patrick Laird at running back as a flex play. Jason Sanders, the kicker, led the team in points, so that tells you where they're at. And if you need one, he surely available and a good pickup. And wide receivers, so many guys hurt. Uh, look at Isaiah Ford and Alan Hearns, uh, both getting volume, so take a look at those guys.
1: Isaiah f- uh, Ford let this past game, I think, was solid. He's explosive as a route runner. He's got um, uh, I think dynamic play-making ability after the catch, which he showed. And I think uh, uh, Fitzpatrick really had a great game himself. I mean, he made a lot of great throws, good decisions. He actually gained what f- 50 yards or so rushing the ball. Uh, So, I I don't know. The Dolphins, I think, um, you know, very much put themselves in, in a great position to win this game just didn't. But uh, I think against the Giants, they've got a good chance here.
0: Eagles at Redskins. Eagles struggling to win, and while he hasn't been good all year, I do like Wentz here as well as Sanders, and that means I also like Boston Scott and Ertz. Now, Elshawn Jeffrey's likely out after the injury on Monday night. Sanders and Scott will be a pair to handle. For the Redskins, Adrian Peterson is out there and reliable, but that's really about it.
1: Yeah, as far as the Eagles go, you know, they somehow won the game with one receiver on the field. And uh, I don't know that other than Ertz uh, receiving wise, maybe Dallas Goddard there might be somebody out there worth playing, but um, I think in the passing game, you know, and, and now Boston Scott's put himself on the radar screen. I think that possibly could be a good play there. As for the Redskins, I don't think anybody offensively is worth a start uh, as long as you've got other options.
0: In a situation like this, uh, since they are so low on receivers, uh, do, they keep, do they do a two running back situation and split one guy out? I mean, uh, Miles Sanders is a good pass receiver. I mean, does that. As is Boston receivers? Scott. Yeah.
1: Boston Scott can do everything except pass block. You know, in the game, he, he really got exposed milder. that way. But in the passing game, whether it were screens or quick flats uh, throws uh, or just inside runs, off-tackle runs, the guy can do it all, as can Miles Sanders. Both have explosive speed. So I would say, to answer your question, yeah, they're both worth splitting outside motioning out, getting involved in the passing game since they are so low on receivers.
0: There you have it. That that may be something you really want to look at as you uh, look at the waiver wire this week because Boston Scott is available in almost all leagues, so uh, it might be a good pickup for you, especially if you're hurting for a flex. Uh, Seahawks at Panthers. Uh, Seahawks coming off a tough one, as are the Panthers. This could be a rebound game for everybody, and that means solid points. I really like Chris Carson here with Penny out, Uh, Wilson, of course, and David Moore, Metcalf, Uh, and actually I do like Josh Gordon here to get more targets without a number two running back. I just think Wilson throws more. Uh, For Carolina, I like Kyle Allen, DJ Moore, and of course McCaffrey. Also, I like Curtis Samuel a lot this week.
1: Yeah, I think as you said, I think this is going to be a rebound game. Uh, Not so sure about the Panthers, but for sure the Seahawks. I think... um, You know, I was surprised that Russell Wilson didn't have a better game this past week, which makes me think he's going to have an excellent game against the Panthers, even though they do have to travel across the country to get there. um, I think they're a more experienced team. Defensively, I think the Panthers are going to really struggle playing against the Seahawks defense. And, And as you mentioned, I think Metcalf, again, is just growing every single week. And the more times he gets the ball in his hands, the better things go. Chris Carson, obviously, is an excellent running back. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, I like the, I like players on both teams. But I, I think McCaffrey really, for me, is the only player with the Panthers. Um, and I think I like, uh, you know, basically everybody on the Seahawks offense.
0: Bears or Packers, your turn. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, now that we can talk about the Bears <laughs> in a positive way, <laughs> three Uh, weeks in
0: a row look at (laughs) this
1: you know starting with Trubisky he makes their offense more reliable and in terms of fantasy football numbers he himself has gotten back into the conversation as far as can you start him at quarterback I would say yes um they're going to be in Green Bay it's going to be cold um But I think, you know, now that Montgomery, even though he didn't score a touchdown last week, he had some very tough rushing yards, and as did uh, Tariq Cohen, I think, is an excellent uh, option there as well. Allen Robinson, to me, is really, along with uh, Miller. um, They've been hot lately. Yeah. yeah. I mean they've they've gotten back in in into being consistent players of off obviously. And I think the Packers offensively against the Bears, I don't see this happening this week. I think this is gonna be the third game in a row Rodgers does not have a great productive uh showing, which means I think it's gonna to be tough for anybody on their offense to really be a consistent performer. That doesn't mean Jimmy Graham won't be a target in the red zone. Or that uh, uh, what's their young receiver that had come on here lately, uh, gosh, can't think oh, of his uh, name Lazard. right now. Lazard. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they're, they're going to have some players make some plays. They won't get shut out in this game, but they're not going to be as productive, I think, as we've come to expect them to be at various times of season.
0: I'm right there with you. Uh, this is a big divisional game with both teams needing a win. Now, I'd normally not count on Aaron Rodgers having two or three bad games in a row, but I think here I would shy away from Rodgers if I have a viable other option. Uh, he didn't play well last time when he played the Bears. No, I mean, he, he was not in sync at all. And now a good right. Rush and the fact that Rodgers doesn't play well against good pass rushes. So, like Tom Brady, not quite as bad as Brady. I think Rodgers handles it better. But I'm saying he's a non starter if you have another option. Therefore, I like Aaron Jones a lot. And on the Bears, I like everyone this week. Uh, Vikings at Chargers. Which Chargers are going to show up here? <laughs> Eckler, off of last week's performance, you got to say he's solid. Uh, Gordon looks good. Rivers is good if you have no one better. Uh, Cousins is solid, as is Diggs if he's healthy. And of course, Delvin Cook. And an off week, uh, after an off. I do like uh, Rudolph again.
1: Well, when you when you start talking about the Vikings, I think the the player, you know, everyone's talking about the MVP this year and who's going to get it. And it's the one the one quarterback I think is having a quietly outstanding year is Kirk Cousins, Mm -hmm. and he made some great plays this past week, as he's pretty much made every week, other than the beer game. And I think uh, you know the Chargers are down. I think their offense in with the L.A. Chargers is solid, which means to me there's going to be a lot of back and forth and change of scores, you know, change lead changes this this week. And I think uh, Kirk Cousins and, and you know he's got options and Dig and Dalvin Cook is looking great in the running game. And as you said with the Chargers, Eckler's, uh, you know, after a, kind of a slow start once uh, Melvin Gordon came back, um, you know he's. I think solidified himself, especially last week. He'll keep it going. And, uh, you know, I I don't think the the Chargers have a lot of great options other than Eckler and maybe Rivers. But uh, I think, uh, you know, I think this is going to be a shootout. Probably the highest scoring game I see coming on this weekend. You know,
0: I, I think at this point in his career, I think Eckler needs to be a featured back somewhere. And maybe Gordon leaves at the end of this year and Eckler becomes a featured back, and I think if that happens, he's got several good years in front of him. If not, then uh, um, maybe, maybe he moves on, but I hate to see him being splitting time. Uh, Jaguars at Raiders. I'm off guard, uh, Gardner Minshew these days, but I am on D.D. Westbrook, Chris Conley, and Fournette especially. Uh, don't expect Josh Jacobs to play with his injuries, so uh, your handcuff is DeAndre Washington and Alex Ingold, as well as Jalen Richard. Now, none of these strike fear into me, so I'd lay off these guys and expect Carl to put up more, which means the receivers are going to be more productive, and that's Waller, Williams, and uh, Zay Jones. Who's uh, come on
1: lately. Yeah, I would say uh, I'm with you as, as far as the Jaguars go. Um, you know, offensively, they're just uh, they're going nowhere right now. And early on, Gardner Minshew had some you know magical plays and, and g- excellent games, but I think this that's sort of worn off right now. Um, I'm with you. I, I like Chris Conley and Fournette. Uh, I'd say even more so than I like D.D. Westbrook, but uh you know, I think that the Raiders are gonna rely heavily on the passing game as you mentioned, in, which makes you know uh, Derek Carr an excellent uh, play as well.
0: Browns and Cardinals, two teams uh can put up points or stink out of stadium, you choose. Uh, both coming off not-so-great weeks. Everyone is iffy here except Beckham, who is a non-starter in my book. Uh, no targets and continued injury slowdown. And it's hard to recommend anyone on these teams, but it seems like Larry Fitzgerald is worth it well, down-the-stretch look uh, at least. Yeah, I can recommend him.
1: Uh, there's really not much to talk about here out of either team, right? I mean, it's, uh, and Beckham, to me, from you, sounds like a little bitter, uh, that you had to swallow this past weekend <laughs> in terms of what you recommend now.
0: I've been kind of off and on him all year. It's it's, it's been like you know well, he just wasn't getting targeted. If that, what was it about five weeks ago? I think I pointed out if you saw him on the sidelines, you knew the next week he was going to get targeted because I wouldn't want to be in the locker room afterwards. And it, next week he had like twelve targets. So. Right, and and I, you know, and,
1: and I think they pointed out in this past game with the you know the Browns against the Bengals is that you know. Uh, 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 The quarterback, Baker Mayfield, for the Browns has just been, he's got the most interceptions of any quarterback this year. He's just so inconsistent in his production. You don't know which guy's going to show up week to week. And although they are playing the Cardinals, and the Cardinals' defense has been suspect this week, I would not be looking for the Browns to be overly productive offensively. Not at all.
0: Rams and Cowboys. Both teams needing to win. You can't shy away from Dak, Zeke, or Amari Cooper. A golf is pretty much a go, and I do like Gor- uh, Gurley this week. Robert Woods seems to have finally found himself again, so he's the key starter, and definitely Tyler Higby is the go-to guy with Everett still being injured. He's had uh, two solid weeks in a row. He has, and I, they
1: made a comment in the game, the answers did, about Tyler Higby being, I think, one of the big keys to their turnaround these past few games, and I agree with them. And I think the Cowboys, now having lost three in a row, and now getting the Rams, who are hot, uh, really could be maybe the blow that the rest of the NFC East is looking for, and the Cowboys maybe losing a fourth in a row, because they're catching the wrong team at the wrong time, in my opinion. Um, So I don't know. I I think fantasy football-wise, I think you're going to get production out of Amari Cooper, Dak, and Zeke I'm not so sure about. Um, But, uh, you know, I think everybody on the Rams is a solid go here, especially with Robert Woods and Higby as you mentioned.
0: Falcons at 49ers. I look for the Niners to rebound here, but the Falcons' offense has been really strong. So, unless San Francisco can generate a strong pass, rush, which they will, a, uh, I think they will, this could be a field day for the Falcons' receivers. However, without Ridley, certainly this puts more pressure on the young guys and Julio Jones, who's also battling an injury. So, I, I really like both Gage and Graham, but uh, also I, I like Olamide Zacchaeus. Now, I like the kicker, too. Young Ho Ku has been solid, scoring a ton of points lately. Uh, I like Garoppolo a lot here, as well as Emmanuel Sanders, Kittle, and Mostert. In need of a kicker here, I'd suggest Robbie Gold. He, uh, he'll he get opportunities, certainly. So uh, this is going to be an interesting game uh, for fantasy, especially.
1: And like, you know, I think everybody's figured out right now, the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan, the way he calls plays, they've got weapons out uh, the door. But the way they put them together, you know, even last week on a third and one, handing off the fullback use check and having him run the option, uh was huge and that's the kind of thing that shanahan and this 49er offense bring every single game you have no idea what's going to come out and i think it's going to be it has the potential to be a very high scoring game i think at least in the 49ers direction i'm not so sure the falcons can keep up but i don't think the 49ers are going to slow down and that. For me, that means I'm going to play everybody that I can with the 49ers offensively. And I think their defense is going to step up.
0: I do, too. They've had a couple off games, and uh, this last one wasn't uh, good at all. But, you know, they played the Saints.
1: And I don't know who the Falcons and and, and Matt Ryan are going to throw the ball to. Now Ridley's out. Julio Jones has been – you know, hurting, and uh, you know, um, Austin Hooper is not the guy that he, he operates in the red zone well, but he's not the guy up down the field for them. Yeah, it,
0: fantasy wise, it, it's a good uh, look at the uh, Gage and 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 Graham and and some of the other guys. Uh, but uh, outside, you know, but they've still got to be open. They've still got to catch the ball, and the running game has to be somewhat productive at least. Sunday night, Bills at Steelers. Now, this is a tough one. Both teams need to keep winning, and the Bills' offense is one which can defy the Steelers' defense. The Steelers are built on pressure and takeaways. Uh, Allen avoids pressure and has only thrown eight picks this season. I'd start him definitely as well as Beasley and Singletary. John Brown, I think, is off the table this week, but he will get some catches. For Pittsburgh, it depends on Connor and Juju in the health department. I like Deontay Johnson finally got that touch on a punt uh-huh. return. And Washington, I like. Uh, the running backs will get more targets, with McDonald likely out. But which running back is the question. So I'd shy away from all the Steeler backs this time out. They're just It's sort of like at this point like watching New England, they're in a rotating system, or San Francisco, when everybody was healthy, a rotating system. So it's really kind of tough. You don't know who's going to show up, and if you pick the right one, you're going to do fine. If you pick one of the other wrong ones, you're going to get like a couple of points. And at and fantasy, that's just it's a tough ro- tough road ho- to go. Yeah, tough road to hoe in uh, in the playoffs.
1: I guess you yeah. and, and isn't it interesting though that fantasy football wise. It does not look like there's anybody that you can play with the Steelers, mm-hmm. and yet they're winning yes. consistently, mm-hmm. which goes back to some things that uh, you know people have said through, uh, really lately is that this might be the best job that uh, the head coach for the Steelers mm-hmm. has done, Tomlin has done, in his career there with the Steelers, even though he's won a Super Bowl before.
0: You know, the interesting thing about what you just said is, offensively, they're not doing anything. They're, you want to shy away from them and they're winning but the, they're winning on defense. And their defense... And a special team. Yeah. And and this week in the one league I'm in, the defense scored 24 points. And for those who listen and who uh, are ESPN fantasy football folks, you were probably, if you don't know what happened, if you had the Steeler defense, the Steelers had 30 points uh, going in at the end of the weekend. They were accidentally given an extra touchdown um, by ESPN. And when you woke up Monday... Or, Tuesday morning or Monday morning you saw that you had six points less and that was the reason they did explain that on on ESPN why it happened it was just probably a website uh, glitch the other thing is a lot of people um, in uh, fantasy uh, leagues in almost all the defense gets the special teams so you got an extra six points for Deontay Johnson's punt return for a touchdown so the Steelers had a lot of points they are winning on defense and that's why that's what's keeping them in (laughs) (laughs) and that's
1: why this is going to be to me these are two excellent defenses yeah and I think it's going to be a defensive battle which offensively means there's not going to be a lot of in my opinion uh, a lot of great fantasy points on either side and offensively
0: offensively like I said I think Allen defies what the Steelers do if the Steelers need to contain him in the pocket, nobody's been able to do that. He's been able to scramble for touchdowns and, and just running forward. And and um, that's going to be the, the thing. The, I, I know that's what they're going to emphasize this week is containment. And um, and hopefully they get some takeaways. So we'll see what happens. So and I have Steelers on my offense. <laughs> in the playoffs, so it's always tough for me.
1: It's a you know the Steelers defense is a you know as you had just kind of alluded to is probably going to outscore their offense.
0: Could very well be. Could very well be. Uh, Colts at Saints on Monday night. Now, this could be another entertaining high-scoring game. Hard to imagine Breeze with another six touchdowns. But then again, if it happens, it's going to be him. Right. Uh, he's solid, as are all the receivers, with the exception of Jared Cook, who might not play due to injury. If so, hook up on Josh Hill. I uh, even like Kamara, and the Colts' percent is good. Pascal's really come on. Doyle's really come on. They're both solid starters. I can't say that for the rest of the team.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you. Regarding the Saints, my, uh, Michael Thomas is, I mean, there's nobody better right now to me in the league um, as far as getting open and catching big catches. Jared Cook, I think, is one of the elite tight ends at getting down the field and then after the catch having the speed to make something even bigger happen. I'm not so sure you get that with Josh Hill. The one touchdown he did receive was in the red zone off of play action. Um, And I still think that's going to be his role. I don't think he'll be. I don't think he'll take over Jared Cook's role as far as being a down the field threat in that offense. Which to me means that Michael Thomas is going to keep getting even more throws than than he normally would. Uh, Kamara, I like even though rushing the ball, he's not getting the consistent uh, consistency. But receiving the ball, this is where he might step up with the absence of Jared Cook as well.
0: Hmm. Well. I look at it this way. I have my playoff mustache. <laughs> if I come in here next week and I still have my playoff mustache, you'll see a happy camper. But uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I, and I'm going to issue a challenge here to anybody who's in the playoffs on fantasy football. Try the mustache. See what happens. Maybe we can get something.
1: Going. Hopefully yours will be even thicker the following week. Or at least darker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that will be nice. I can't help that, there. whether it's white or dark, but I, <laughs> hopefully it'll be thicker. There you
0: have it, this week's fantasy football podcast. Join us each upcoming Tuesday night for a look at the upcoming NFL games. You can find us on Radio.com, the mobile app, iTunes, Stitcher, Lipsum, and wherever you get your podcasts. Easiest way, perhaps, just go to the website, kramerandbrill.com, and the podcasts are listed on the podcast page, or you can find them by clicking at the top of the home page. Check it out and com. This podcast is the property of Brill Productions. Any unauthorized use, such as charging for its contents, is strictly prohibited. We do encourage you to share the podcast for free, however. For Eric Kramer, I'm Bob Brill. Join us next time for Kramer and Brill, a fantasy football podcast.